Welcome to Hubbub, the people's podcast, where we engage our citizens and investors with the activities of the Planning and Code Administration and encourage everyone to contribute to Hagerstown's growth. Welcome to episode one of the City of Hagerstown's first ever podcast, Hubbub. I am Donnie Harkum, and I'm here with my buddy and co-worker, Sean Brown, and we are part of the great team in the Planning and Code Administration Department, or PCAD for short. Um, like I said, I'm Donnie. Um, I've been with the City of Hagerstown uh, for over two years. I am a certified property maintenance and housing inspector, a zoning inspector, and code enforcement officer through the International Code Council. I have previously worked for Verizon Wireless, and I was in the Air Force for four years. I am married, and we have our first child on the way. Uh, people often tell me that the celebrity I look like most is Jack Osborne. And he is a good-looking man. Well, thank you. Thank I might you. Add. <laughs> and my name is Sean Brown, and I've been in code administration for about 15 years. Uh, four here, 11 of them I spent in Virginia working for local government down there. And uh, prior to local government, uh, my work background was primarily in construction, residential, commercial, some home remodeling, uh, working for general contractors, and even operated my own paint contracting business for a few years. So uh, that helps me to kind of see both sides, the code side, but I can also certainly relate to those on the business side trying to get work done. And uh, my area of expertise is really surrounding zoning and land use. Um, I even received a privilege to receive an award for Zoning Official of the Year for the state of Virginia in 2009. And on a personal level, I am married, I have two grown sons, and I spend a lot of my time volunteering in various ways. And so I enjoy helping people, and that's really why I accepted this opportunity to put, be part of this podcast so that uh, I really could be, you know, further assistance in helping educate the public. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, so which celebrity do I look like? Well, they say Paul Giamatti, so take that for what that's worth. I, I didn't see it at first. And after I did a quick Google of Paul Giamatti, I, I can see it now. Yeah. I've seen the light, Sean. So if you guys don't know who Paul Giamatti is, look <laughs> him up and get an idea of who Mr. Sean Brown is. <laughs> All right, so who is this podcast for? Um, we often get asked, what kind of smoke detectors do I need? Or what do you look for during your inspections? Or the most common, does this require a permit? Or have you ever thought of why certain businesses are located where they are? Well, this podcast is for you. It's for the investors. It's for the property owners, the business owners, the property managers, the citizens, and our own City of Hagerstown employees, and everyone in between. So let's go into a little bit of uh, history of planning and code. We'll start with the planning side of things. So I had no idea that the planning of cities have been around for thousands of years. So let's take trip down memory lane. You remember the 1900s, right, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> well, since then, that is when most documented events have happened in the planning world. Being so close to Washington, D.C., we get to admire one of the earlier comprehensive plans fairly often. The Macmillan Plan, which was written in 1902, is the basis of D.C.'s planning, including the location of the National Mall, Lincoln Memorial, Ulysses S. Grant Memorial, Union Station, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture building. It took three years of research about city growth and infrastructure to come up with the plan of Chicago in 1909. New parks, lakefront upgrades, new civic and cultural centers, 
and transportation development is strongly influenced from the plan of Chicago and is still used today. Now, how about zoning? Where in the world did that come from? Back in 1916, New York City was divided in, into zones based on the primary activity in that area. That's probably the most basic and easiest way to understand zoning. I, I didn't understand zoning for a while until you know I realized why businesses are grouped the way they are in certain zones. And that right there explains a lot to how it got started. To protect the historic districts, in 1931, Charleston, South Carolina be became the first city in the United States to pass an ordinance to protect a historic district. The first state with statewide zoning was Hawaii in 1978. The statewide planning system created under the act included policy, planning, implementation, and monitoring of zoning across the state. All right, so let's check out some of the history of code. Unfortunately, codes result from disasters that have happened throughout our history. From the collapse of an amphitheater in Rome around 27 AD that killed or injured 50,000 people to the multi-day Chicago fire in 1871 that killed around 250 people, codes have been developing in cycles over the last 5,000 years. Now, Sean, check out some of these building codes from the Babylonian Empire that was attributed to King Hammurabi. So, if a builder built a house for a man, and if the house he built falls in and kills the householder, the builder shall be slain. That's Whoa. wild. That's Whoa. wild. If the child or householder should be killed, the child of that builder shall be slain. If the goods have been destroyed because the house had fallen, then the builder shall restore the fallen house out of his own material. I think that's only fair, don't you think? Sure. I just don't think they had a lot of people standing in line to be contractors. I, I hear you. <laughs> Um, so, in London, one of the earliest building codes, the size of buildings, was promulgated by Mayor Henry Fitzelwyn in 1189. This regulated the method of building party, building party or fi firewalls in their use. In 1905, the National Board of Fire Underwriters published the recommended National Building Code to serve as a guide to local governments. This was the only model code in existence for decades. The first publication of the International Building Code by the International Code Council was in the year 2000. Then, in 2003, BOCA, International Conference of Building Officials, and ICC consolidated into one model code organization, the International Code Council, or what we know today as the ICC. It is rare today to find a municipality that has not adopted a building and other code reg regulations. So that gives you a little background of planning and code. We'll kick back over to you, Sean. Yeah, awesome. You know, and that's really helpful. You know, we may not find that information that you just shared necessarily really interesting, but it's important to know it does help us really to understand why th things are the way they are, even though they may be challenging, but they're very, very important to prevent what we've seen historically happen. So that kind of lends itself to really help see why we do what we do within a department. And so maybe we could talk just a little bit about our department and what we do based on that. And our department really is based on kind of three legs. Um, we have the planning side. You were talking about that. We also have the zoning side, which they kind of work together. And then also the building code side and that too. So there is some overlap, but they do have specific purposes and kind of focuses um, collectively. So Maybe we could talk about the planning side first. Um, we could illustrate the plannings kind of like when you want to 
grow a family. Mm-hmm. Starts out with you. You may decide to get married, so you plan for that. You decide to have children, so you plan for that. So now you're planning for the future. So you're not only planning for the future, but you're even planning for now. So, you know, you have children. Uh, what size house do you need? Where are you going to live, right? right? What schools are your children going to go to? All those things you're taking into consideration and planning. And then you're thinking about the future. What, what plans do you have for yourself as your family grows, your your future grows? Am I going to have the financial resources to take care of that? So, you know, as a family, when we think about it, there's a lot involved just with growing a family. So think about a city. It's much the same way. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So the city, uh, likewise, has to plan. And they do that in a number of ways. For example, there's what's called a comprehensive plan. Now, in a lot of states, which include Maryland, they have what's called a comprehensive plan. So the state of Maryland has that. They Every 10 years, they're going to plan for the growth of the state. And state law requires that each locality, uh, such as the city of Hagerstown, have a comprehensive plan. So every 10 years, the city's going to look out. They're going to see and try to project where the growth of the city is going to be and then plan accordingly, making sure that we have all the resources and infrastructure there uh, to plan for that. And that includes also another part of that, which is what's called Vision Hagerstown 2035. It's, it's another roadmap. It's basically planning for the growth over the next 20 years. So what are they, what is staff taking into consideration? Well, we know uh, as a city grows, the needs grow. So things like transportation, housing, infrastructure, and we say infrastructure, Um, utilities, uh, all those things uh, that go along with that. And then uh, really how is it going to handle the growth? And then we take the input to be able to see that from not only staff, but the number of boards and commissions throughout the city, our community groups, and all the citizens. So basically everybody uh, everybody who has an interest in the city are asked to provide this input, and that's advertised. Uh, all are included to uh, share their input. And uh, those things can be seen on our website as well. Anything that's already been adopted, what's proposed, the comprehensive plans, those can be seen at hagerstowncode.org on our website. And then we might also add that what goes into that as well is what's coming up next year, the U.S. Census. We've heard about that on the news lately, how the the government's preparing for that. So the planning office very much is involved with that, working with the U.S. Census, so they can take that information and look ahead as well. So that kind of gives us an overview of what planning does. Uh, Now, zoning works very close with planning. What is zoning? So zoning basically is kind of the tool to ensure that the growth happens as it's planned. So administering the development uh, as development takes place throughout the city with the growth of businesses and subdivisions, zoning is ensuring that that growth is is going right in line with what the comprehensive plan says. And so uh, what do we base that on? Well, we have what's called the land management code or the zoning ordinance. And that first ordinance was adopted in March of 1977. And you know, you've got a lot of old growth in the city, right? So a lot of that was based on those codes back then. Uh, So as we know, and we were just talking about, growth continues to happen. So as just we know, like again, we talk about our family, as growth happens, there are things that are unanticipated. 
There are things that come up and we have to make adjustments. So that's what the code does, the zoning ordinance. It's a very fluid document. It does not stay the same. In fact, each year, maybe there are codes that are recommended as far as changes, and so those are presented, and they're either you know not approved or they're adopted by mayor and city council. And then those are put in place, and uh, that way it allows for the growth when we think about changes in technology and things. I was just talking to our planner, and I didn't realize how often it was updated and how um, we take into consideration the changes within the city. Mm -hmm. And, you know, annually we look at things and change it as need. It's good to know. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And and admittedly, it's hard to keep up with those changes. Again, we keep those uh, updated on the website. And so we encourage everyone to continue to check the website. It not only talks about the changes that are coming proposed, but again, those uh, that have been adopted. In fact, the most recent changes that were adopted took effect just this past June 13th of this year. And then lastly, we talked about codes. the various building codes that uh, are enacted. Uh, Similarly, uh, they have a history with the city. Building codes can be dated back to the 1930s for the city here. And uh, much like uh, the other codes that we're talking about, uh, when it comes to building codes, you're talking about a three-year cycle. So the state of Maryland, it adopts building codes every three years. And then, like the same local jurisdictions, such as the city of Hagerstown, we're required to adopt city codes every three years, and then as well adopt local amendments. And so what does that mean? Well, every city is different, so there's not a cookie-cutter, say, solution. Sure. And that we admit that makes challenge for contractors when they go from jurisdiction to jurisdiction because it's not the same. But it's for a reason. So the city of Hagerstown, it has unique aspects to it that maybe other localities don't. So although uh, the city of Hagerstown, uh, again, under state law, we have to adopt certain codes, but then there are also local amendments, basically meaning that there are changes and codes that are adopted that are specific to our city that particularly relate to things like electrical, plumbing, mechanical. And those, again, those are updated to allow for changes in building construction methods, um, new technology. Uh, you don't want the same codes that applied to an old HVAC unit that was built years ago. You know, those things change, and so codes have to be updated accordingly. So the city of Hagerstown does uh, have plans uh, for the 2019 versions of the codes in place. They've been adopted, and they do have an effective date of September 1st of this year. And again, as always, we encourage, we want everyone to be informed and educated, so please check our website again. There you can, again, access all of the adopted codes, proposed changes at www.hagerstowncode.org. And also, there are many questions um, that you can have answered that are very, very common as well. So hopefully that gives everyone kind of an overview of really how our department works, the history of it, and uh, going forward, you know, what the expectations of this podcast. And that's really what this podcast is about um, to everyone is, you know, being helped, what are the expectations? So we've talked about the history, we've talked about, in general, about planning, zoning, and code. But again, the purpose of this podcast is really, in the future, we're going to provide more and more detail on an array of topics that kind of fall under the umbrella of what we talked about. 
uh, things again like code changes. We're going to do our best to keep ones up to date with that. Uh, for example, people probably notice all the vacant structures, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on with them? How does the process work with them? What is the city doing mm-hmm. with those things, right? Those are good questions because they affect people. Uh, people see them. Or our, our rental licensing program, that's one of the largest programs, isn't it? So how does that work? Permitting, that's a big thing. I think customer service, we all agree customer service is important. So we're going to spend a lot of time, emphasis on customer service, how the department as well as the public can work together to ensure a good customer service experience. And then two, you know, what is going on in the city right now? Probably there's a lot happening right now. Yeah, exactly. And so people wonder what's going on. We get questions, don't we? Hey, what's oh, yeah. going on over there? So we're going to give that feedback, current projects, and then what future development is going on. And then what we're going to do as well, just kind of a special feature with the end of each of our podcasts, is we're going to conclude with a local music artist, feature some of their music, and give them exposure, kind of help them out. At the same time, share. Um, our community with, you know, some of the up-and-coming music that's going on. So we look forward to sharing that as well. And then uh, finally, we're going to be looking at the feedback from our listeners. That's really what's driving the content of this podcast and all of the future podcasts. And so part of what we talk about is going to be based on feedback from you. So we look forward to that. Yeah, we want to know what you want to hear. We don't want to waste your time. We want to make sure we are here for you. Um, And we'd love to hear from you. So email your questions to social at hagerstownmd.org. Again, that is social at hagerstownmd.org. And we look forward to uh, answering those questions here on the Hubbub podcast. Um, Also, for more news uh, from the Planning and Code Administration, you can subscribe to this podcast um, by searching on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast Hubbub, H-U-B hyphen B-U-B. And that should bring you up and probably be the top top search result there. And you can subscribe to our podcast and also give us a rating so other people can can, uh, find us as well. And also join us online. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And you can search uh, for us by searching for City of Hagerstown PCAD. That's City of Hagerstown P-C-A-D. And we will link our profiles in the description of the podcast so you can click right to it. All right. Well, thank you very much, Donnie. Uh, Some good exposure for us there. And so to more or less take us out of our podcast today, uh, we would like to mention, first of all, July is uh, National Anti-Boredom Month. (laughs) This Uh, makes me laugh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, in all honesty, I couldn't help to think, I hope that wasn't an irony, Uh that... uh, we, we bored people. But, uh, no, seriously, though, July is also National Picnic Month. Yes. And did you know picnics harken back to the mid-18th century alfresco? A bottle of wine, a loaf of bread, some cheese and fruit made for an instant meal under the sky. And it's important to keep the meal simple and focus on the company. It's more about spending the time with each other and being in nature. That sounds lovely on a day like today. Get outside and go for a picnic. There you go. Very good. So let's take a listen to our group uh, that we're going to feature today, Luscious Purr. 
They are an alternative folk and rock group uh, founded in 1991 uh, by the duo Tracy and Mel Urich uh, right here in Hagerstown. And they have some really nice award-winning original music. They do a variety of upbeat covers. They've played a number of venues, including the Hard Rock Cafe in D.C., up and down the East Coast, um, received some nice honors award and awards. Uh, including Best Video at the Queen City Film Festival for their uh, music uh, song, Dark Clouds. And you can catch that video right there on YouTube. So check them out. They're on social media, Facebook. Uh, they can be found at www.lusciouspur.com. So check out their schedule. They have some nice events coming up. And uh, we appreciate them being part of our podcast as well. So thank you very much for listening.